Hi, this is Scott Roche, author of the Esho St. Clair novels, and you are listening to The Melting Podcast. You're listening to The Melting Podcast, a writing variety show featuring a little of everything from everyone, everywhere. Well, hello there, lexiconosaurs and word chefs. Welcome to episode 76 of The Melting Podcast. I am your grill mistress, Erin Kazmark, and guess what? I've got you all to myself today. Or do you have me all to yourselves? Either way, it's just me, and you're going to like it, because I said so, because I know what I'm talking about, because I have all the content. You want it? Yeah, you do. So when it's just me... If you've been listening to us for a while, you probably know why. It's because it involves a segment that our head chef does not present. Our head chef has nothing to do with. Our head chef is always busy when I uh, put forward our botched recipes. Oh, yeah. You heard me. Botched recipes. These are our bloopers. Things that happen while we're recording that we think you would find funny. Because we're idiots. So, um, bon appetit. Agent Driver, you're the cheese. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. you're the cheese. You're the police cheese here. I don't know what to do next. Well, why don't you just sit down in the corner for a while? No, it's a mystery. Okay. Meal. Oh, damn it! I gave it away. Yeah, that was that was really easy. Actually, I I feel like. Hercule Poirot, I solved that all by myself. What the? What did you just say? You don't know who Hercule Poirot is? All I can think of is the cross between Hercules and Ross Perot. Hercule Poirot is the uh, the detective in the, the Orient Express. I'm sorry. My brain is not there right now. My brain is in a very dumb place I, right I now. I was cleverer than you. You... That's not true. You weren't cleverer than me. You were less drunk than me. There's a difference here. <laughs> I just This is going to be a great blooper. You... <laughs> All right, fine. Let's you... go. Let's go. Let's back up. Happy New Year. Oh god. Happy New Year. Okay, so yeah. singing to stop me cuz it's happy new year. Okay, so it's the new year. Mm-hmm. It's Stop. Stop it. Ha. Mm. Happy New Year. <clears throat> Remember this? Happy New Year. Happy. Happy. Beer. Hot beer. <laughs> I have no idea where we were. Just come back yeah. from it again. <clears throat> Happy New Year. Oh, God. <laughs> That's why you don't hold on to that thing. I can't help it. I need to be steady. Hold on to this one. This one's steadier. Oh, okay. That's a good idea. There you go. Okay, let's start over. Okay, so first thing I have to do is sigh. So please keep me from going like gay man, okay? Because I can hear that happening. Mm-hmm. I feel like Hercule Poirot. <laughs> See, now I'm there. That's not where my brain initially went. My brain went to Hercule, and I went Hercules. And then I heard Poirot, and I I heard Ross Perot, and it just... The actual reference 
yeah. didn't happen if in I could, If I could have thought of the you name were talking of Edgar Allan Poe's detective, but I can't think of it offhand. <laughs> jammy, jammy. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. The name, the name. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Stephen decided he liked cooking more than the soup. <laughs> Not bad, it's more than soup. <laughs> Pardon me. Uh, Stephen decided he liked cooking more than searing skirt and pain. Go ahead and finish the sentence. <laughs> or, or a hose up his ass. Stephen decided he liked cooking more than searing scrotum pain or a hose. Dang it, I Thank almost you, had it. So good. <laughs> <laughs> if you can get through searing scrotum pain, go ahead and pause. If we can get you through that part, we'll, take, we'll break down this sentence. The drive was pure chaos, because he now had multiple gnomes climbing around, bouncing on the seat cushions and blowing <laughs> against the goddamn gnomes. <laughs> nice. I would apologize, but you know I'm not gonna. I, I will urge you to speak quickly. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty rank. So, um... Silver, get me a five minute clock. Going <laughs> 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 the blooper reel anyway. He didn't sleep well, partially because of his grumbling stomach and roiling bowels, but mostly due to the calamity course of known farts. God damn it, Charlie! Damn it, Charlie! <clears throat> He's your bane. Yeah. Guilty man is errands. Yeah. Charlie's my bane. <laughs> no fart. Calliope chorus. The next morning, the freelance hunters gathered in the inn common room for the breakfast before leaving Corn Hall. For, for the, the breakfast. The, the breakfast. You have five minutes and 37 seconds to make it to your next stop before the cat sneezes. I should bake a cake. Well, the oven's free now because I got Chris Lester out of there. (laughs) (laughs) I got you. (laughs) Meaty. (laughs) (laughs) You're just picturing him crawling out of the oven, aren't you? No. What? I'm picturing a miniature Chris Lester that you're just holding out on the platter and he's just like, fuck. <laughs> oh, it's a Chris Lester gnome. <laughs> no, the gnomes were Charlie Brown. <laughs> and an STD. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Tell me you got Chris Lester out of the oven again. Question. Answer. Can you do a voice like this? Can I do a voice like this? Make sure you announce it. I will do so. But there's Steven's gnome voice. Oh, that's wonderful. That turned out better than I expected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks. My brain started working. Yeah, on what's supposed to be my segment. I know, that's what happens when I... When you, but that, that's what happens when you start talking. It makes me think. Damn you. For making you think? I'm so sorry. Yeah. All right. That was the most American thing you've ever said. <laughs> other, and a blooper. Other than I like cheese? <laughs> no, because that comes from the French. Uh, and Italians. Uh, and every intelligent culture. Yeah. Americans don't like real cheese. Yeah. So, you know. Which is funny because the processed cheese was invented by the Swiss. 
which the are my people. Your people. <laughs> also, if the necromancer dies, the zombies go down too. And I just shattered. <laughs> yeah. With the help of his with the help of his I can't say thesaurus either. <laughs> okay, Gus belches entirely too much, and it's disgusting. <laughs> Wait, that's not what you meant. No, that's it? not. I'm cutting that one out. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you'd cut it out. <laughs> Towering trees and even a few people. Standling, stand, no, they're all standling. <laughs> Stupid freaking sentences and their longness. I did call. When I did, I figured out your deputy is a simpleton. Deputy. Deputy. Joaquim agreed. The next morning. That was a long enough pause. <laughs> well, it was nighttime. Marguerite should her shook. She shook her head. She shook her head. Marguerite should. Yeah, it's like spoon for some reason. Spoon. The whole pile of people filling the train car began to scream. It was the weirdest corral I had ever been in or ever heard. <laughs> I don't think you were joining. You were soloist. <laughs> The whole pile of people filling the train car began to scream. It was the weirdest corral I had ever heard. I wondered if the Book of Records would give us credit for the world's biggest spontaneous singing on file. God damn it. <laughs> Don't you love my writing? It's always hard to read my stuff. Oh, this is a singing on file. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's just how jaded he is. It's just like, I don't even care anymore. Uh. Glory watched through a spell of farsight, but all three of them saw the pillar of smoke and dust as the statue of the unicorn collapsed. Did I say unicorn or unicorn? I don't know. <laughs> the word has lost all meaning. Well, I feel a little sheepish talking to you again after you heard all of my mistakes. So um, I'm going to stop talking to you. And instead, you're going to listen to our head chef, A.F. Grappen, interview one of our frequent contributors. This is Hugh O'Donnell. He does the freelance hunters, and it's one of my favorite roles that I have ever done. And I've gotten to do it for him several times when I got to play Glory. So without further ado, a little seasoning. Hey, lexiconosaurs and word chefs, welcome to a little seasoning. Yeah, we're doing this again. It's it's like two in one year. What what on earth is going on? <laughs> we are here with a name that you've heard quite a few times on the multi-podcast, Hugh O'Donnell. Hi, Hugh. How's it going? It's great. Now, you have written a couple of stories for us. Most of them are for your freelance hunters characters. Uh, that's correct. Um. So it's it's been a while since we've heard from them, but you do have some stuff that's been down the pipeline with for the freelance hunters, isn't that right? Uh, I do. I don't want to um sort of curse anything by letting stuff out of the bag too soon. But as I have it planned, uh, the freelance hunters podcast, which is in its own feed at thefreelancehunters.com is going to be back around Balticon. 
All right, and that's, for those of you who aren't Balticon goers, that's at the end of May. So uh, I have to say that so the Freelance Hunter stories are some of the favorite ones that I've ever got to do on the podcast. So thank you so much for sharing them. Well, thank you. So th- those are going to be sort of a combination of stories you've heard before on uh, Melting Podcast, a few other places, and new stories. It's going to be about a year in the life of those characters, setting up for some other adventures that should be coming to um, to print and ebook and possibly Audible. Awesome! Oh, I'm around so the end I, I of the year. I love those characters so much. So, um, just kind of keeping on that subject, for um, where did you, you know, how did um, Glory and Bingo and uh, Joaquin just? Did they just sprout in your head? How did they come to be? Okay, so these are characters that have been percolating for about a decade at this point. And they, I will admit that these are fantasy characters who came about through gaming, but not directly. Um... So when I was running a campaign, when I was living in Japan, I sort of set up this character who, um, you know, who was like a big deal magician that the characters were like going through their their ruined uh, tomb, as you do. And I really liked that character and I wanted to do more with her. And I ended up doing a blog novel about some of her early adventures that is very bad, but I have not like taken down from anywhere. So it is findable. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, this is like like one editing pass on uh like a blogger blog in two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine. And occasionally Facebook is like, this title that I'm not going to share here hasn't seen a lot of traffic lately. I'm like, there's a reason. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got one of those. It's a stepping stone for all of us. We all have to come from somewhere. Yeah, but um, the impetus for writing that novel was I wanted to write some, like, in my mind at least, I was sort of always kind of dissatisfied with game tie-in fiction. <laughs> and if I was going to write a D&D novel, this is how I'd write a good one. <laughs> and of course, in the end, it was neither a D&D novel nor good, but I did get some lovely character out, out of it from a friend, and one of the things I included was, if this was a D&D character, I thought it'd be fun to c- include a sort of a short, more pulp sword and sorcery Style Adventures starring that character's grandfather, Joaquin. <laughs> and that is where the freelance hunters took their first baby steps. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so you, you, you said that, so did this start with Gloria or did this start with Joaquin? Who, who was the spark here? Okay, the first character... Um, was sort of like a sorceress character, and her grandfather was Joaquin Verne, 
And there's a complicated backstory about Joachim Verne's adventures and his um, his magic spear. The spear was very early. That had a lot more going on because it, it was uh, very much based on, uh, and by based on, I mean liberally stolen from the Slayers, which is a Japanese fantasy, like anime, and also it was a series of novels from the 90s. And this was sort of my love letter to it. And bits and pieces of that have continued in my attitude towards the freelance hunters as they're currently assembled. Well, like, like I said, I adore them. They are so much fun. Not not, not only to, you know, to voice because I've gotten to a couple times now, but just just the stories themselves. You've got such a great wit to them. Well, you know, the nice thing about that is that you don't get is that doing these a prompt at a time, you don't see like all the places where I've stopped and gone back and fixed things. And does this make sense? So that is all in the editing. Yeah, well, that's that's part of the writing process. Um, since we're kind of heading in that direction, I do um, have a question that I want to ask. This is about writing in general. We have our one question that is our question for the year. We ask this to everybody in mm-hmm. the interview. So it's your turn. I want you to think about either the worst book you've ever read or just your least favorite book. You don't say what it is. We don't want to go shaming anybody. The worst book you've ever read or your least favorite book. What has that book taught you about writing? Okay. The, the book that is my least favorite book that I finished uh, taught me that you can ground your characters in a point of view and have that point of view be a flaw, but you can't just assume that because they have a certain point of view, they are flawed. And I, I will go ahead and say that this book is The Fountainhead by Ayn Rand, and I'm not going to shame her because she's dead. <laughs> and she is decided. She was this decidedly non-mystical person, so I'm not going to get haunted or anything. <laughs> Uh, that'd be a very interesting story to read. <laughs> You're getting haunted by Ayn Rand. Yeah, but um, the thing about that book is that that point of that book is very much about this person has a point of view and they're good, and this person has a point of view and they're bad, and that's it's very black and white along some very uh, interesting directions. If anyone has read uh, Ayn Rand's work and the philosophy of objectivism in general. Uh, you'll you'll sort of know how that goes, and not to say that one political philosophy is good or bad. Although I have opinions, and we won't go into that. But at one point, it's just like, well, this person feels this way, so therefore they're a bad person, and th- and it's their evil plan to make other people feel the same way they do. And it's like that. That's. It's very easy to oversimplify people who don't have don't have your own beliefs, and it makes for very flat characters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now you do have some other works that are out. Um, I I can't 
I should have actually written this down earlier. I don't have the name of it offhand, but you have a book that was done all in tweets. Okay, yes. So I did write a Drabble novel, Mm -hmm. and that is The City, a story in 140 characters, which is um, 140, 100-word stories, each from a different character's Mm -hmm. point of view. And that is... It, it's so it's kind of complicated to explain, but very easy to read. They're they're each one hundred and forty short hundred word sections, and going through this story, and it is a cyberpunk VR zombie apocalypse novel. So there's a lot going on. There's there's a little genre mashing in there. Yeah, um, but I I mostly did that for fun, and you can find that uh, all over. Um, Amazon, uh, you can go to find the link to that on my website at hugeadonald.com. And that actually has started, that ties into the project I'm doing this year, uh, which you can find currently over at Wattpad, which is Everyday Drabbles. So every day this year, I'm writing a hundred word short stories. Story. They're not connected, they're not in the same universe, but I'm doing a new Drabble every day, and it's been more work than I expected. They're, they're a lot tougher than people realize. For those of you who aren't familiar with the term, a Drabble is a story that is exactly 100 words, no more, no less. Are you including the title in that 100 or not? I'm not. Uh, I am doing the story, and then I'm doing the title afterwards, and... For people who are going to be strict on this, I'm using the word count in Scrivener. So the word count on Wattpad is, you know, has been off. It's like, you're publishing a 98 word short story. I'm like, no, I'm not. Shut up. Wrong. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I've noticed discrepancies between different word processors. And usually I've been too busy to actually check, but I'm trusting Wattpad because it's been right. So yeah. far, when I have. Out of curiosity, have you ever tried writing twabbles? Um, I've done a few twabbles. Uh, I actually just did a twabble for um, the Story Seed Vault, and I'm hope and I've sent that off to them, and I'm hoping that gets in. And they're basically a twabble account on Twitter who their goal is is that like they put out they they're looking for science fiction stories based on science articles that someone could expand to a story that's cool um also to explain twabbles to anybody who's not familiar a twabble is a story that is 100 characters and that's usually not including spaces right um it depends uh, they're a little bit loose they just have to fit in a tweet right right um, those, those are ridiculously challenging, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's one thing that I think a lot of people don't realize is, you know, writing within that kind of a, a limitation, hundred characters, or even just a hundred words, every word has to carry its weight. What, what kind of, uh, I mean, you said you're doing this every day for years, so you're a month in at this point. Are, are you finding that it's helping your other writing? Um, so far, it's been a little bit more energy. Like, the goal was, well, do a drabble, and then 
Mm-hmm. I'll go on to something else. Um, but as I've been a bit busier this January than I expected, it's mostly been, well, at least I got my travel for the day, and it's 10.30 at night, so I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but but think about it, you know, 100 words a day for 365, 36.500 words right there. That's, yeah. an, that's a, a long novella. Yeah, honestly, um, and I am planning on doing something with them when I get them. Maybe I'm going to do a print book. Maybe I'll like bust them into quarterly 99 cent eBooks. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of looking around, but um, mostly it's to keep myself like active while I'm a little too busy to do a lot of meaty writing because I'm uh, currently in school. Oh yeah. So, so it's sort of, this is what I can do. So I'm, I'm staying active while I'm actually in school for court reporting. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Which is a lot of practice. Yeah, that's definitely that, that, that takes, that takes skill because that's based like off of, um, syllable sounds, isn't it? Um, yeah. So it's sort of like a combination of very shortened stenog, like, um, mm-hmm. shorthand, like mechanical shorthand and um, hitting like multiple keys at the same time. So like if you're hitting a keyboard one stroke at a time uh, for a stenographic keyboard, you're making like a chord and that chord could be a word or it could be a sentence That's depending on your theory. I honestly need to look more into that because Holy cow! That, I, I could I could imagine that would end up being a very interesting way to write if you wanted to do your own writing through stenography. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie. One of the um, attraction to it is, well, if nothing else, I can type 250 words a minute. Oh my God, <laughs> that's ridiculous! Holy crud! Yeah, that's that. That's absolutely fascinating. And, and honestly, I would love to talk about the stenography more. We may have you, may have, you and I may have to have a conversation about that. that. That's really cool. But I mean, this is a writing podcast, so it it, it does tie in. Um, mm-hmm. So, are, it, it's kind of I kind of asked this question before, but so would you say that doing the, the daily travels would be a really good writing exercise for people who don't have that kind of um, what's what I'm going to look? I was looking for the. Uh, uh, like to the stamina to write a novel that you could, I mean, you, you said you have the city, um, which is, you know, a story done in tweets. Would you say that's a viable uh, medium for writing a story, a coherent story? Um, yeah, I would say so. I mean, one thing that one of the uh, sources that really, drew me two drabbles was uh, Jake Bible's dead mech, which is a much, much bigger novel made entirely in drabbles. I like that. I haven't got a chance to read that one yet. Yeah. So that did start off as the world's first drabble novel. Uh, and, and I mean, for that one, that is like, I think there are some scenes where there are multiple drabbles, but each like set section of it is a hundred words. So a hundred words, hundred words, hundred words. 
so you can definitely um, start out that way if that makes you feel more comfortable. Uh, for me, it's been a great way to practice my editing and to see what writing traps I get into and sort of pull myself out of those. I, I didn't even think about it from an editing standpoint, but that's a really good point. Because, yeah, if you're trying to get ideas across in that small of a space, you're going to have your own tricks that you use over and over again that you don't even realize. Yeah, because basically every day this month what's been happening is I'll get my idea, I'll sit down, I'll write it out, and it's 120 words. And I have to figure out what's important to the story, how can I phrase things better, where am I overusing language I don't need to. So if you want to be the sort of writer that never use adverbs, this is a good training exercise to cut those out. <laughs> so you you're doing your daily travels. You've got you've got the city of story that's mm -hmm. done in 140 characters, and you said that you started you know the uh, unnamed book that we're not going to mention that was done in a form of blog posts. So th these are all kind of uh, you know stories that are done in an almost alternative medium. Like I said, in blog posts, it's almost like a memoir. But are are those are are you pointedly looking for different ways to get stories across other than just straight prose? I'm just very frightened of the traditional model, so I found a lot of ways to like hide from that, <laughs> which is not great, but you know, my my hope is is that this will help me sort of build up that confidence to be like, yes, here is a manuscript. It's an actual manuscript. It's done. Because I have a lot of trunk novels that I could turn into actual products, but right now they're sitting in trunks because I am bad at editing. Well, that, that's, that's what freelance editors are for. No, but they have to be like coherent for the editor to read them. Yeah, that's that's always the one of the worst steps. Ugh. I feel you. I can't show up to an editor and be like, yeah, uh, chapter 17 is mostly sticky notes that say plot goes here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. I've, I've, I've had those notes. <laughs> Converse, conversation about plot point. Yeah. And then I'd say, I'll just come back to that. Later. Oh, it's always so hard. So, you know, first drafts are easy. Second drafts are really hard for me. And then judging what's better between the first and the second draft is also difficult for me. So that's why I think I'm a little more comfortable being, being in these sort of situations where it's like, well, you write this, this long every day and then it's done. And then, and then it's out. And then you don't have to sort of worry about that so much. Mm -hmm. Well, you're literally practicing that every day. Right. Travels. I think that's, that's really smart is, is you take that big, daunting task and you make it into something smaller and you practice it it's just like an, a musician practicing scales or a football player doing drills yeah, and it's just the writing of and you don't have to like write a drabble for a drabble's sake you can say well i'll write 250 words in a story and then mm -hmm. and then that's the sort of thing where if you do that every day by the end of the year you do have a novel Assuming that you're writing it all in the same project. Right, right. <laughs> Assuming you're not doing 100 or 360 different stories. Oh, God. 
but I actually am able to use this to sort of flesh out my ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have had a couple st- things where I'm like, well, I read this as a flash door or as a hundred word short story. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can make this a flash piece, or maybe I can expand this to a short story, or maybe this is a chapter in something bigger. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's a good way to spitball an idea and sort of see if it has uh, weight. Because because there are a few stories this month that I've been like, there's there's more going on here, and a few are even like, well, that's done. Never have to look at this again. Yep. Like that. Yeah. I mean, there's there's always the failures, but every one of them is a learning process. Yeah, and it, this is a great opportunity to fail better. I like that. I like. I'm. I'm gonna quote you on that. That's a great. That's a great way to look at things. Um, so we are at just over 20 minutes. Um, we do try to keep these fairly short, just because you know this is a variety show. Um, mm-hmm. So just, just real quick, are there any other things coming down the pipeline for Hugh O'Donnell that we need to know about? Okay, so you, uh, obviously you're listening to a podcast. You like listening to things in your ears. The two places you can regularly find me are on. Chrononaut Cinema Reviews, which I do with some of the other folks in the Flash Mob, that is J.R.D. Skinner and Apokinox and Rich the Time Traveler. We watch old movies, we riff on cartoons, we have a lot of fun. You can find that at Skinner.fm. And also with J.R.D., as well as Spence and Jason Banks, we are going through a Gundam Wing rewatch podcast, so that's an episode of 90s mecha anime goodness every week. You can find that at nostalgiapilots.com. Ding. Well, we are super glad that you decided to come on here, Hugh, and we look forward to hearing more, be it freelance hunters or if you just, you know, actually have some drabbles that go along with our prompts and you send those in. I mean, because we've done that before. Yep, there is stuff planned. Awesome. And you can find everything I do over at hughjodonnell.com. Ding. That's uh, O D O N N E L L. Yes. Make sure we got the spelling. And I do want to give a shout out and a thank you to uh, he of the buttery man voice, Dave Robison for setting up the flash prompt group over at Facebook with like, he's been putting up a cool piece of sci-fi fantasy or horror art every day for like the last two years. And yeah, and and like I would not have had half of the ideas I had without him, so he is the man. He he is Captain Mojo, absolutely. All right, well, thank you again very much, you, and we'll we will catch you around the internet. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Gus. All right. So, you know how doing a little seasoning and talking to an author or a content creator about what they do, it promotes them. I want to keep promoting people. I'm going to promote me. To executive chef. Except not, because I really like being the grill mistress. Okay, how about I just promote somebody else? This person. Enjoy. Meet Tom Statford, Keeper of the Conclave. (laughs) Damn, I don't sound respectable. Private detective to the gods. The god of the sun, 
the hunt and truth. Apollo. Shuzhum. Big as life and twice as badass. The Baron Samity has dominion over life and death. All the gods. Lucifer. Lord of the Flies. Prince of Lies. He's faced zombies, cultists, and assassins. He's even faced down commitment itself. We don't even know where we're getting married, do we? But the world has changed. The gods are trapped on Earth, among the very humans who worship them, or don't. Some of the cults were the fun kind. Like Dionysus? Or Aphrodite. Their meetings can be somewhat energetic. Did I mention it was all the gods? Hell, I got dating advice from Coyote yesterday. The fun and games are over. In the latest Statford Chronicles book by John Walker, Tom Statford is... I just wanted to let each of you know that this is your last night on Earth. Best served cold. This is the way it has to be. Best served cold, book 7 of the Statford Chronicles. Available December 2015. When the gods fall, who's going to pick them up? I hope you enjoy dying by my hand. Well, that was fun. <laughs> okay. So, uh, let me think. What should we do next? We've got time for another segment. Might as well, right? Hmm, gotta think of something. I just, I, I don't know if I can. It's just a total mystery to me right now. I just... Aha! My transparent ruse is working perfectly. Yeah, we're doing a mystery meal. Sorry, that's about as creative as I could get. I'm all by myself with nobody to talk to in this booth right now. So, um, enjoy the mystery meal. Aaron, what are you drinking? Water. Oh, so it's not like mystery soup? No. Okay, good. It's clear mystery soup. I can see through it. It's, it's water, it's guys. Water. Okay. Well, so <laughs> if we were to have some sort of a mystery... We're doing a mystery meal. Okay. People should know this by now. <laughs> yeah, really Especially since we just announced the segment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. There's no mystery left. Okay. Except for me. Because I don't know what's on this paper. Yeah. Now, why don't you go ahead and explain what mystery meals are? Anyway? Mad Libs. Yeah. They're Mad Libs. And Mad Libs. We take scenes from you know <laughs> classic literature and we destroy them with your help. And what is our selection today, Erin? A mystery meal. With, with, on the paper. With the, I'm allowed to look now? You can look at the title and the... Author. It's upside down. I can't read it. It's a mystery. <laughs> I don't like you anymore. <laughs> what is it? You're fired. What is it? You're fired. You've been fired. The head chef has been fired. Oh, I never liked that guy. King Lear by William Shakespeare. This is I, I don't know King Lear like very well at all. But this is just one of his rants, soliloquies. He likes to do that. Yeah. So this and is he leers while he does it. Yeah. <laughs> this is a really short one though. So that's what she said. <laughs> so enjoy. Uh, are you talking to me or them? Mm -hmm. right. Yes. I can't. I, I just saw the first word. Oh. I can't. Ooh. 
And, and I had to do these things live. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. Harry Potter was good. That was really good. So it was good. Except him. Anyway. Green! <laughs> All right. <laughs> blow winds and crack your septums. Rage, blow. <laughs> septums. I'm sorry. <laughs> Theo knows what that's like. Uh-huh. Crack your septum. Yeah. Ow. Uh-huh. <laughs> you cataracts and hurricanes spout till you have drenched our steeples. Discovered <laughs> the cocks. There they are. <laughs> you sulfurous and thought-chopping fires. <laughs> Sorry. I can't. This is the woman who's played Hamlet, everybody. Yeah. Vaunt couriers to oak-cleaving thunderbolts. Singe my translucent head. And thou, all-shaking thunder, strike flat the thick rotundity of the world. Crack nature's molds, all germane spill at once. That makes in grateful man. Rumble thy belly full. Spit fire. Expose rain. <laughs> okay. Really? Nor rain, wind, thunder, fire are my step-cousins three times removed in law. <laughs> Whoever did that, I salute you. <laughs> I tax not you, you elements, with unkindness. I never gave you kingdom, called you children. You owe me no subscription. Then let fall your horrible pleasure. Here I sweat your slave. Oof. A filmy... Indivisible, edible, and despised old man. Okay. Uh, are you a person or a custard? That's <laughs> where we have negative one. Okay, I was making sure I was reading that right. Your handwriting's weird. But yet I call you servile ministers that will, with the square root of negative one pernicious daughters, join your high engendered battles against a head so white and old as this. Gadzooks! Dagnabbit! Tis foul! <laughs> you are messed up in the head, Grappin. <laughs> hey, that wasn't just me. You picked it, and that's a cat. That's a cat. She found the microphone. Yeah. Cat. So, <laughs> Kitty! As always... Collective your... intelligence drops when Kitty comes into the room. Yeah. Kitty! As always, keep your eyes open on our Facebook group. Feel free to ask to join it. We have not turned anyone away, I think. Nope. Um, but that's where you can find the requests for parts of speech for these Mad Libs, as well as our Twitter feed, which is at Melting Podcast. We would be very adjective... If you were to verb. We'd be very fluffy if you were to excrete. Yeah, that, sure. Okay, let us never speak of this again. And all will be well. All right, so you know you love me. And, of course, by extension, Gus and Theo, I guess, you know, even though I'm the important one here. But... If you love all of us, which you know you do because we're pretty awesome, you should go to iTunes or Podbean or something like that, one of the sites where you can get our content, and leave us a review. Leave us stars. It helps other people to find us, and you know you want that because we're great, and we can't exist without you guys. If you would like, you could also give us dollars. Dollars that go towards this podcast itself, helping us to become a paying market, helping us to record better by giving us better equipment, because that's important. 
So in order to do that, go to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash themeltingpodcast. And for as little as a dollar an episode, you guys can really boost us. We are not far from becoming a paying market, you guys. And we so, so want to be able to pay our contributors because you're worth it. You guys are all so worth it. And we want to give back to you. So that is a thing you can do. And not only do you get, you know, the pride of having helped a literary artwork, but also you can get some physical swag and you can get other swag, like access to our episodes early if we drop them early or the yearly Patreon episode that is our Patreon backers only. And maybe shout outs from us on the show, all that sort of thing, you know. If you would just like to purchase something that has our adorable faces on it in the cutest artwork you can imagine, go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash themeltingpodcast, and you can get aprons and mugs and pins and all kinds of stuff with our artwork on it, and wear it in public where people can see you. And when they say, hmm, what's that really, really cool thing with that really, really cute girl's face on it? Because you know you're totally going to buy my stuff, right? I'm the cutest. You can tell them all about us. And you can also, please, at the very least, you can share on social media, share our website, share an episode. If you're one of our contributors, share the episode that has your work in it. Promote yourself, promote us, and everybody benefits from that. Now. If you don't necessarily want to throw money at us, which <laughs> I totally get, dollars are hard, you can send us words because we can't create content without being sent your content. So you could always write us one of our main ingredient stories, which is 5,000 words or fewer, on any topic you like, though we do try to avoid erotica because we want to keep it safe for work. If you're not sure if you're up for that much content and you might need a little bit of inspiration, you could always go for one of our Stoke the Fire stories. Those are 1,500 words or fewer, and they're based on one of our current open prompts. Now, we have had people write stories for us based on multiple prompts, some of which are expired, but as long as it includes one of our current prompts, you are golden. Now, you need to know, prompt number 18 which is, you are informed via phone that your significant other has been in an accident. They are standing right next to you. This one will be, sadly, closing at the end of March. So get those words to us. Honestly, you could write five sentences. Do a flash fiction. And it could be so effective with this prompt. There there are just so many options that you can play with with this. It's exciting. We also have open prompt number 19. You have two left feet along with your right one. So if you're interested in doing just a quick short story that you could write maybe in an afternoon, you know, whatever, those are your prompts. That's what we've got open, 1,500 words or fewer. Also, we have other segments such as our short order cook that all you have to do is send us a story prompt. And we have information about all of that on the website. Another great way for you to participate and help us out is to join our group on Facebook. And to follow us on Twitter, where you can find our prompts for our mystery meals. They're mad lips, guys. They are way too much fun. And all you have to do is when we call for nouns, just drop a couple of words in a comment. And you never know. We could use your word in one of our mystery meals. And those are so much fun, you guys. 
So it can cost you absolutely nothing other than a few seconds of your time in order to help keep this podcast going. Because this podcast is not about us. As awesome as I am, it is not all about me. We want to put you out there. We want to promote you. And we can't do that if you don't communicate with us. So send us your stuff so that we can put it out there. If you send us stuff, we will use it to feed the masses. Thank you for listening to The Melting Podcast. You can check out our website with submission guidelines and current prompts at themeltingpodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Melting Podcast. Or you can email us themeltingpodcast at gmail.com. The Melting Podcast is released under a Creative Commons, attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license, which means you're free to copy it and share it as long as you don't change it don't sell it, and always link back to the website. Sound effects are by the Free Sound Project. And our theme is by Drew Rich Creek. Send us stuff! <laughs>